It's Friday, May the 12th, 2017, and this is the Dutch News Podcast, your weekly chance to catch up with what's been going on here in the Netherlands. I'm Gordon Darroch, a British journalist in The Hague, Dutch News contributor and accidental sun worshipper, and I'm joined by Molly Quell, fellow Dutch News writer, American journalist and marathon IKEA customer. Our other regular panellist, Jack of all trades, Paul Peters, isn't with us. He'd been asking a few too many questions about the Russian connection. Did he have anything to do with the uh, firing of the director of the FBI? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Paul will be back next week. I yeah. heard uh, I heard the reason that Paul isn't here today is because he was prominently featured on Kane's style, and so now we no longer want to be associated with him. We're investigating whether he's actually single-handedly writing everything for Kane's style. <laughs> for so, yeah, style. Wouldn't. If anyone could do it, it would be Paul. It would be Paul, it yeah. Be he, Paul. He's capable of that. So Paul's t- uh, Twitter account was extremely active last night due to the Eurovision finals, and I hope that you know what happened because I did not watch them. Because uh, as you mentioned, I was uh, at Ikea until about four in the morning. Yes, you are at Ikea till four in the morning. So yes. uh, yeah, doing what exactly? Uh, playing in the ball pit, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, the Ikea in Delft was celebrating its 25th anniversary. And so it was open for 25 hours. Right, so you felt like you just had to go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a quite, it was my most <laughs> pleasurable Ikea return experience because I got there at about 11 p.m. And there was live music playing and no one in line and everyone was really cheerful. So I highly recommend if you have curtains to exchange to do it on their anniversary. But while I was there, Eurovision was happening. So I I have no idea what happens with that. Yeah, well, as I understand, I wasn't watching it either. I was was actually watching the football. But I understand that uh, they they went through. uh, Ogin. Yes, Ogin, I believe is how you pronounce uh, it. It seemed to be named after a personalized number plate. Anyway, but they've made it through to the Eurovision final, which seemed most important. Right. Thing about them, and uh, so good luck to them on. Is it Saturday? Yeah, I believe so. So, yeah. so good luck to the Netherlands in the in Eurovision. So this week we're finding out in the news if we're any closer to a new Dutch government, how criminals are taking the shortcut to freedom, and why campers in Gelderland had their holiday disturbed by a bunch of crashing boars. Our top story, the four parties in the talks to form a new government are still on course to conclude negotiations before the summer. That's according to Chairwoman Edith Schippers, who said that despite their differences, the parties had started drafting a coalition agreement. Earlier on Thursday, the leaders denied reports that Christian Democrats were blocking attempts by the Green Party, Groen Links, to raise taxes in order to pay for its sustainability programme. So Gordon, how many days have these coalition talks been going on for? Uh, We're up to day 58 now, which is uh, actually fairly early on in the process. The last government uh, was finished in 54 days, but then there are only two parties talking. Uh, They're under pressure because we were in an economic crisis and there was no alternative. uh, So they had to get on with it. Whereas this time we've got four parties. Things are a bit uh, more relaxed economically and uh, so they'll probably keep talking. But they're still looking to get it all wrapped up before the summer holidays. So what's the biggest like stumbling blocks? What are they what are they hung up on? What are they talking about? Well, we don't know a lot about what they're talking about because, as usual, it's all kind of radio silence. Um, but the, 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 some reports have started to kind of trickle out uh, from the negotiation parties saying that particularly the ambitions of Kuhn Links, obviously, to have a much more kind of sustainability agenda. They want things like um, a packaging tax um, and they want um, also uh, drivers to be charged or to be taxed by the kilometre so that people who drive more and particularly people who drive in rush hour pay more tax. Apparently, the Christian Democrats are totally against this and uh, there's there was talk in the papers um, that uh, the, the leader, Sibon Buma, um, had, was just blocking uh, any kind of initiative. And he was even more entrenched against it than, say, Mark Rutte. Um, 
Um, so I hear that this is because he is uh, he's a bit of a climate change denialist. Uh, seems to be. Well, one of his uh, one of the senior politicians in his party, um, Herman Weifels, uh, said, compared him to Donald Trump, said he was the, the Dutch equivalent of Trump when it came to climate change denial. Wow, that's not a, <laughs> a compliment, I think. Seems to be that he, he's. I think the Christian Democrats kind of represent a lot of people living in rural areas and uh, farmers and you know, people who aren't that really um, particularly well uh, disposed towards um, green issues and uh, who argue that uh, especially in the border regions where things like fuel taxes are already very high that they'll be crippled by you know by, by raising the taxes even higher so I think he's got a lot of support among his local party groups um, but uh, you know, most people who in, in negotiations the other parties in negotiations say this is this is one of the main kind of fault lines but of course they came out with official denials yesterday after uh, there was lots of anonymously sourced of reports course. in the papers so yeah it seems to be this is uh, yeah, this this is one of the issues that the talks are getting hung up on. So while the whole country is waiting for a government, it seems they are also waiting in line at Schiphol. But hopefully folks standing in line at security will get through the queue shortly. Last week on the podcast, we discussed how Amsterdam Airport Schiphol was experiencing significant delays in both baggage and security lines. Some travelers had even missed their flights while they were waiting. But Schiphol announced this week that it will take measures to reduce the wait times. These include bringing on more security staff, having more staff members present to answer questions about missed flights, and opening emergency doors in the departure halls. So initially Schiphol was against... uh this and didn't want to make any changes so what's prompted their change of heart um junior infrastructure minister sharon dykesema uh called a meeting earlier this week with the skippel ceo the president of klm and the ceo of baron which is the company that represents airlines at skippel and uh, that meeting seemed to push skippel into some changes so i'm guessing they got yelled at a bit for all of this uh, <laughs> drama yeah, so they've been put under some kind of pressure anyway. Yeah, yeah and so. uh, Yeah, and what are the airlines saying about it? So KLM blames the problems on budget airlines like Ryanair and EasyJet um, because they have quite increased the number of flights um, in the in the past few years. In fact, uh, passenger numbers are up at Schiphol. Um, it was up 8.5% in the first quarter of 2017. And uh, I guess Schiphol is essentially just at capacity in yeah. terms of the numbers of uh, of passengers that it can handle in a, in a reasonable time. Yeah, it's a sheer weight of numbers. But this was a particularly acute problem two weeks ago, right? The start of the school holiday. Yeah. When uh, suddenly everyone wants to travel and they're, they're, they're worried that this, they'll have a repeat of it in the summer. Right, yeah. So, of course, the school holidays are always a big peak travel time around here. They're, they're quite concerned about the summer holidays because obviously that's when everyone is off, unlike the uh, spring holidays when the, the, the holidays are staggered for the mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, so I hope not. And there was a really excellent article in uh, Dispelled about how uh, Skipple is now advising passengers to get to the airport two weeks before their flight in order to make it through <laughs> security lines on time. Well, while Schiphol is trying to cut its queues, dozens of criminals have found a way to cut their sentences by snipping off their electronic tags. The probation service said 35 offenders and suspects had removed the ankle bracelets before they were allowed to. They included three murderers, one rapist and 11 muggers, but the authorities said the tags worked in 98% of cases. So are there any uh, famous tag wearers? Uh, well, we don't know about any in the Netherlands because uh, obviously uh, uh, there's much more anonymity around uh, who's been sentenced for offences, but uh, Lindsay Lohan was snapped uh, wearing, a, uh, she had an alcohol tag. Oh, right, uh, yeah, one of those ones to test to see if she was drinking. Exactly, yeah, they, yeah. they, 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 they test in your sweat whether you've had a drink. Um, and there are pictures of her on her roof. Uh, headlined in the Daily Mail, Star makes for an arresting sight as she models ankle tag on sun-drenched rooftop. The uh, the only people worse with the uh, puns than Dutch 
news apparently is the Daily Mail. Far worse, yeah. yeah. So, um, how easy are these tags to remove? You'd think that they would make it, you know, really difficult if they're they're putting them on criminals who aren't supposed to take them off. Yeah, I, th- I think they are fairly uh, hard to take off. They're attached to a fairly thick plastic strap, um, so you need something slightly sturdier than the kitchen scissors. But you know, they, they, they can't be on too tight, obviously, because they, they can't restrict your blood. So there's always going to be enough room to get some kind of blade in between it and uh, just between the tag and your and your ankle. And if you've got enough time, which if you're on a on a tagging order, you probably have. Uh, then you know, and if you've got enough time and determination, you probably get it off. Out of curiosity, how common are these? Tags here? Uh, well, they've been enforced since uh, 1997 and uh, around about 1,600 are fitted each year. And it's mostly people getting towards the end of their sentences, so it helps the rehabilitation so they can be out in the community, but they can, they're still being monitored. So these uh, these offenders that, that cut them off are now uh, in, in more trouble, even though they were about to stop being in trouble if they were at the end yeah, of the Yeah, well, that was a curious thing. They're getting towards the end of the sentences, they're about to be released, and now they're, well, supposedly they go back to prison, but the probation service said they hadn't got, actually got any figures of how many people who cut their tags off had been returned to custody. While the Dutch Criminal Service is losing track of criminals, Dutch rail company ProRail has been uh, issuing a plea to keep people off the tracks. People too close to the train tracks is the largest cause for train delays in the Netherlands, accounting for 25% of train journey delays. They are often, according to the company, the result of people taking a shortcut across the tracks or walking their dog too close to the tracks. But a recent trend of railway track selfies has led the company to post a message on their Facebook page requesting that people not take photos on the rails and warning them of the potential danger. So, Gordon, have you ever taken a railway selfie? I've never really been tempted to take a uh, railway selfie, actually, no. Or, or I'm not really a selfie person of any kind. That uh, doesn't surprise me. Uh, how about you? Uh, I am more of a selfie person. As a matter of fact, there are a number of selfies of me in the ball pit at Ikea from last <laughs> night. Uh, but I've never taken one on a railway because I don't want to die. Uh, in 2012, there were 2,353 incidents of people walking on or too near to the tracks. And by 2015, that number had risen to over 3,000. So it's increasingly becoming a problem for yes, the rail and, service yeah. here. So there's obviously a reason why they do actually have to spell out the dangers of uh, walking too close to the track and right. taking pictures of yourself and therefore not looking where you're going. Yeah. So ProRail is uh, making efforts to discourage people from getting too close to the tracks, including putting up larger fences. But as someone who commutes via public transport basically every day, I would just plead with people to stop delaying the trains. Well, it's a big week in football as Feyenoord and Ajax both have their eyes on big prizes. Feyenoord blew a chance to wrap up their first Eredivisie title in 18 years at the weekend when they went down 3-0 to Excelsior. Some disappointed fans took out their frustrations by rioting in the streets, forcing police to make a 100 arrests. Feyenoord can still win the title by beating Heracles at home on Sunday. Meanwhile, Ajax are through to the Europa League final after seeing off a strong fight back by Lyon on Thursday night. Ajax held a 4-1 advantage from the first leg over the French side, but they went 3-1 down and played the last 10 minutes with 10 men after Nick Fierhaver was sent off. Ajax will play in Manchester United for the trophy in Stockholm on May the 24th. So Gordon, you know I don't follow football, but I did see that the Dutch national team had named a new uh, coach this week, right? Or an old coach, I think. Actually. Yeah, an old coach coming back uh, yet again. Yeah, the, the man who won't go away, Dick Advocat, is now uh, co- national team coach of Oranje. Um, they had a slightly chaotic press conference to announce him because Hans van Brokelin, who's the technical director of the uh, Dutch FA, the KNVB, uh, spent most of the time fighting off accusations from or, or hard questions from journalists about why he had, whether he had or hadn't promised a job to Hink Ten Carter, who's 
Tinkat was a front runner for the last few weeks and all of a sudden he was abruptly um, dropped and a couple of days later turned out he was the subject of a judicial investigation into a travel company that he'd invested in. Very awkward to find out, I imagine. Yeah, it's quite awkward. And the kind of Bain says they knew nothing about this, um, but uh, the allegation was that uh, Van Brooklyn had already effectively verbally agreed with Tinkat he could have the job. Then this um, slightly yeah, awkward, invest- to say the least, investigation uh, surfaced um, and uh, Tinkat fell out of the picture and they rapidly had to call and, and do what they all seem to end up doing when they're in a kind of a crisis situation, which is called Dick Advocat. And how many times? Is this the third time that he's served as It's the a third uh, time, yeah. yeah. And uh, the last, uh, and his assistant is Ruud Khulit, and the, the two of them have a uh, have a bit of history because uh, uh, Khulit, I think, uh, was uh, reluctant to play in, in the World Cup when uh, Advocat was manager and uh, Khulit was still a player. One other uh, detail from last night's Ajax game, which is that uh, Justin Clavert came on as a late substitute for Ajax. He's the son of Patrick Clavert. Uh, now, Justin Clavert is now 18, which is the same age his dad was when he scored the winning goal for Ajax in the European Cup final in 1995 and that makes me feel really old <laughs> that's some uh, that's some excellent uh, Dutch footy <laughs> trivia in animal news guests at a campsite in Helderland got a bit of a shock this week when a group of 30 wild boar decided to begin training for the track and field events of the 2020 Summer Olympics by sprinting through the campsite the stampede was caught on film. We will link to the video in the liner notes. Apparently, wild boar are normally shy animals, so seeing this many is quite rare. Yeah, well, it's lucky for the campers. But do we know what prompted this uh, sudden charge by the wild boars? I don't have any idea. I presume it's because they were running from the Feyenoord riots. Very wise. Yeah, the uh, the video is quite cute. There's a bunch of little baby <laughs> boars sort of running, and it's it's uh, it's all very adorable. So I, I highly recommend it as a good way to uh, entertain yourself on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, almost like a Disney film. Exactly. That's all we have for you this week. This podcast is a production of Dutch News, which you can find online on dutchnews.nl. We'll include links to everything we've talked about today in the liner notes. Please send us comments, compliments and abuse by email to podcast at dutchnews.nl. (laughs) 